Welcome back, community group leaders, to the D- Deeper Podcast, where we help you grow deeper in your relationship with God, His Word, and people. Uh, my name is Jeremy Wynn, and I'm the host, and we're joined again by Joe Hishma. Welcome back. Thank you, Jeremy. It's great to be here. Well, we've got good news, and we've got bad news. So the good news is ShareFest was today. Yes, It was that's a right. wonderful day. How, how did it go for you? Uh, we served over at Topeka High, had an awesome time, planted over 100 plantings, and wow. <laughs> really just an awesome time. So. How's, the, how's the hands and the back? The ankle, um, the ankle's hurting, but um, <laughs> it, I just, you know, it's a generator of joy when you can be involved in something like yeah. this, because those places where you work over the years, every time you drive by, you remember where you worked, you remember what you were able to do, and then the number of people who show up, you just see what's the potential of the body of Christ if they decide if they decided to do something positive for their community. Yeah. And if we can do that in just a few hours, what could we do? What could we do if we really owned this? And so I just love that whole vision of ShareFest. Yeah, it was it was a wonderful day and you know what a what a difference a year makes, right? Last year we had to postpone, ultimately cancel and this year just a gorgeous day, 24 churches coming together, 900 volunteers, 12 sites. I was able to visit 10 of the 12 sites and be a part of the celebration. And like you said, it was just the body of Christ, everyone using their own unique skill set and gifts right. and abilities. And it, it was just amazing seeing yeah. people serve with no strings attached. And I know my my joy bucket got filled today uh, between serving and worshiping together and celebrating, right. seeing people that I haven't seen over a year, getting to talk with people from other churches. It was it was just a ton of fun. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, thanks for all the work you your team does in doing Absolutely. that. I know Carol Denton, just a wonderful servant of the Lord who put all this together and helped lead it. Definitely. So, and thank you all for participating yeah. and joining, um, those of you that served, and hopefully we'll see you all again next year. So that's the good news. The bad news is this is our last podcast for yeah. this session. So we're in week 13 of our Safe and Sound series, so we're finishing up First John this week. And so I'll explain at the end of the podcast some of the next steps for community groups. But as far as the podcast goes, this is the last one for this uh, ministry launch session. Then we're going to take a break through the summer, and then we'll be back. And we're going to actually continue to refine and retool this podcast, but we'll be back for the fall. But for all intents and purposes, this is the last one for First John. All right. So well, it's with, been good. It, yeah, it has been good Enjoyed and a lot of learning. with you on this. Yeah, me too. So Joe, what's our passage and what's the big idea for this week? Okay. Um, we're going to be looking at First John chapter 5, verses 13, all the way to the end of the, end of the letter in verse 21. Great. And our big idea is this, God's promise of eternity builds or brings perspective to my current realities. Great. Okay. Well, let's read the passage. Would you read it for us? Sure. So let's look at verse 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Now, if anyone see his brothers committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will give him life to those who commit sins that do not lead to death. There is sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that does not lead to death. Now, we know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who is born of God protects him, and the evil one doesn't touch him. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. 
And we know that the true Son of God has come and given us understanding so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. All right. Thank you. So you talked about the big idea of God's promise of eternity brings perspective to my current realities. And really, your your whole sermon, you lay out how to live when you, with an eternal perspective. That's right. And so in that, you had four main points. And so we're going to use those points in a second and okay. have application questions. And before we get to that, though, there there are a couple pieces in here that I just want to help give a little, little clarity on. So the first thing is this, you know, uh, verse 13 is the overarching purpose statement of the book. Yes. But I've had a couple of people just ask some questions about the the flow and the format mm-hmm. of the book. And so when in many of Paul's uh, epistles there's an intro, there's an yes. you know a greeting, a body, a conclusion, and it's very it's more linear mm-hmm. and it fits more of our western thinking right. and how we line up things. But 1 John is not that way. That's so right. just it's circular, isn't it? It, it is circular. So just give yeah. briefly a, a perspective on the different purpose statements and yeah. just the overall structure within it. Yeah, so John usually waits till the end to tell us what his real purpose is. Yep. In in the Gospel of John, he says, I write these things to you that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that by believing you would have life in his name. And then in 1 John, in chapter 5, there it is at the end again, verse 13, he says, I write these things so that you may know that you have eternal life. And um, John's circle, circular reasoning is this, abide in Christ. Abide in Christ, um, and as you abide in, in Christ, he will give you greater confidence for the life to come. And what does it mean to abide? I mean, if, there's, if you forget everything else, don't forget the three things of what it looks like to abide. To abide is to believe, to abide is to love, to abide is to obey. And, and he just does that. It's like um, he says them, he drops it, and then he goes and shares an illustration, then he does them again, and then he does them again. And it's this psych- circular pattern that was easy for the uneducated. Yeah. Paul was just very educated. The, edu- the uneducated just needed, uh, let me tell you three things that I don't ever want you to forget, mm-hmm. and let me tell you them again. And let me tell you him again. Yeah. And if you look at all uh, how our memories work, our memories work off a of repetition. Yeah. And um, and that's how Jesus taught. He taught with circular because many of the people he talked to just did not have an education to know how to have an opening, a middle, and a closing. And so, yeah, it's it's fascinating. God uses all of them, but that's how John taught. Great. Okay, so uh, you alluded to this, but we see the word no. It's used seven times. And again, we see just uh, John reaffirming just this purpose of what he wants us to know, uh, who uh, that you believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. So how to yeah. live in the eternal purpose. Okay, so one of probably the most challenging parts of even the, the whole book is going to be verses uh, six, uh, 16 and 17. That's so it's right. going to talk about... What is the sin that does not lead to death and the sin that does lead to death? So okay. in your sermon, I know you do talk, um, you say you're not exactly sure, and you give one example, mm-hmm. but as you've done kind of some more study, just give us a little fullness and depth to, to sure. that and any insights that group leaders could have. Yeah. Okay. So it's okay if we don't know everything about the Bible, okay? I mean, the glories of who Jesus is, the the wonder of the gospel, and the um, just the magnitude of grace. There's very few things we can put 
I mean, there's a few things outside of that we go, I just can't understand exactly what he means. And I think some of the language I've heard you say is the shouts of scripture and the whispers of of scripture. scripture. This is a whisper. It's a small point. Nowhere else else do we see there's a sin that leads to death. Um, But but I've heard different scholars give different ones for this, different meanings for this. And one is a sin that leads to death is literally, can be seen in the literal sense, a sin that literally leads to the death of another person. Remember earlier where John said, do not love the world and do not love like Cain. What did Cain do? Cain committed murder. It was a sin that led to death, okay? Um, and and uh, but, but then you just go with the rationale of that. Why would we never pray for murderers <laughs> when the Apostle Paul was one, when Moses was one, when David was one? And then there's the question of the sin, um, the unforgivable sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That's where you resist the work of the Holy Spirit. And the, the first work of the Holy Spirit on every person who comes to Christ is their conviction of their own sin, the revelation and illumination of who Jesus is and what he's done for them, and then the the seed of faith that then sprouts into believing and then receiving Christ. So to say no to Christ and no to the work of the Holy Spirit in you would be the unforgivable sin. Um, but then he never develops it and never talks about it. Right. So it leads us to go, what does he really mean? And the answer to that, and again, I do this just to help believers. I purposely choose not to come down to an answer on this because it could be one of many. And I just, I choose, it's okay for us to have a little bit of tension in the word. I've been studying First John now for more than 13 weeks, uh, probably closer to three or four months as I've prepared for this. And it's okay that we don't know everything about it, but we do know the main things about it. That's right. Um, Okay, before we go to some of the application questions, is there anything else from the passage that you feel like maybe you didn't fully develop in your sermon or you might not have time to to fully develop that you want to develop here? Yeah, I mean, um, what does it look like when we when it says that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one? Mm. I mean, that's another development of do not love the world yes. or the things that are in the world. world is if anyone away. loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. Here it shows him who's over all that. Mm-hmm. Who's the main deceiver? It's Satan, right? And the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. A lot of people just think the world's this inert place or this neutral place. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really, it's under the power of the evil one right now. And so if you don't have a theology that understands how God had created the world, how the world walked away from him, or man walked away from him, and the world then became fallen. And then that fallen state that throughout Genesis 3 all the way through Gen- through Revelation 22, you have the redeeming hand of God, redeeming people, and then ultimately restoring people back to him. Yeah, and there's kind of this paradox in a sense of Satan the you know, has is the prince of the world for a time, but at the same time, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's right. So for those of us that are, mm-hmm. are Christians, we don't need to live in fear. That yes. for a time, Satan is the the prince of this world. That's right. Because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and Jesus is coming back. So it's you're why right. we live in, in light of eternity. Yep. And verse 18 for that, it says, We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, yeah. but he who is born of God protects him. So there we have the protection yeah. of, 
of the word and the and the work of God in our lives. Yep. Right? The evil one doesn't touch him. We have security in that. Excellent. Well, I'm glad really glad you brought that up. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go to um mirroring questions that go along with Joe's points. So, uh there's Long for the kingdom in verses 14, 15, love deeply in verses 16, 17, live in the truth in 18 through 20, and worship the one in verse 21. Now, I'm going to share all four questions that you can ask your groups that go along these, but Joe and I, we're just going to answer two of them. We're going to answer question one and question three. So long for the kingdom, as we look at verses 14 and 15, the question is this, what do you find yourself longing for most often? What do you find yourself longing for most often? And I can I can begin, I can share on this one, and then Joe, here where you're at on this, but there's this tension between longing for that deepening of relationship with God, his word, and people with, for me, I'd say it's just the, the next thing. And it could be the next uh, challenge at work. It could be the next vacation, because we we haven't been on a vacation in a while and just looking forward to that, the next sports game that's going to come up. Or I'd say right now, like the, the biggest thing that's rose to the surface is just we're in the midst of waiting for baby number two. So we got Judah and a whole amazing mm-hmm. story happened in that. And God, it doesn't look like God's going to do the miracle the same way twice. And so as we're going into a new agency, everything just takes longer. And uh, because of COVID, you can't just walk in and get your fingerprints done. And so you got to set up an appointment that's only a couple times a month. I'll just all this stuff that yeah. it can be easy to long for that, which is not a bad thing at the expense of the primary thing, which is the relationship with God and trusting in him and his timing and those things. So yeah. there's that tension. The, the next thing and right now that the top thing would be just baby number two. Yeah. So COVID has really brought people to their homes and they've, it's caused us to look at our homes and what needs to be done. Yes. Yes. And uh, at no other year has home improvement projects gone up than Low this. stock. Yes. All this stuff's gone. And so if you're in the middle of a home improvement project, which I am right now, I, uh, it's so easy to look at things and to long for the package to arrive. <laughs> I mean, that's just such a small thing, but don't yeah. the small things distract you from the Absolutely. greater things? Absolutely. Um, and, but here, my heart and your heart have to be about so much more than your, pa- your package has arrived or your order d- is shipped or yeah. uh, what it looks like. Or we have to be more about that. Uh, if we're lonely, we long for relationship. Yeah. If we're yeah. isolated, we long for community. And, and so all those things um, are secondary side longings. They're That's pseudo, so it's pseudo greater. joys. That's right. Pseudo longings. That's yeah. right. Fake, yeah, yeah, loves. Yeah. But you know what? For you to share that, you, you shouldn't feel in any way judgment. You were vulnerable and open, and I don't go, he's a pastor here, and how is he doing that? No. I go, wow, that is good to be open and honest, because I know how to pray for you. Yeah. And when I share for things like that, I know sometimes pastors are just thrown, put through a really fine screen and quickly judged and all that kind of stuff, but I... I I take risks to share who I am, so I, I'm not put up on this ivory tower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, number two, and verses 16 through 17, love deeply. And so here's the question that you can ask in your groups is, is there a person in your life who is not walking with the Lord who you would pray for? Read that one more time. Is there a person in your life who is not walking with the Lord who you would pray for? Um 
we're not going to answer this, but just any context for that question that you'd give people as they wrestle through it? Yeah, I think I worry about friends and family who are not walking with the Lord, and it's easy to just worry about them. Yeah. And um, thankfully, none of them are sinning in a way that leads to death, <laughs> whatever that means. But they're... they're um, so it helps me, it humbles me to trust them in the hands of God and not worry and over-process them. Mm-hmm. It also allows me to humble myself and realize I'm not the person responsible for them following God so that I don't become a savior yeah. in their lives. Right. Um, but it, the, the great thing about it is when I see God move in the heart, I give him praise for it then, right? Mm-hmm. I don't right. start believing the lie that I'm the savior of yeah. them. And that's how you love someone when you pray for them. What do we say here all the time? The most you can do for me is pray for me. That's right. And we have to believe that. We have to believe that when we pray for each other, it's the greatest thing we can do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Number three, live in the truth, verses 18 through 20. And so there's a little statement before the question of followers of Jesus ought to walk in the same way in which he walked, in the way in which Jesus walked. So here's the question. What is an area... We could pray for you in your walk with the Lord, okay? Read the question again. We talk about living in the truth. What is an area we could pray for you in your walk with the Lord? Do you want to start first in this one? Yeah, I think a walk for, with the Lord for me is not been a problem of getting that time daily. I love that time daily with the Lord. I think what comes down to it is I would study the Word of God, um, for hours on end. I want, I, I need a greater heart for relationship and prayer. So I have no problem meeting with the Lord for an hour a day. But if you were to break apart what happens in that hour, mm-hmm. most of it's reading the word, most of it's memorizing the word. It's not necessarily meditating on the word, mm-hmm. and it's not uh, sitting in silence listening. Yeah. Um, and allowing the Spirit to lead me in that area. So that's what you could pray for, is deeper intimacy where I'm opening up my life more rather than studying the next thing or preparing the next thing. So... No, that's good. And mine would be mine would be similar. So, so a framework that we've talked about is know, be, do. Mm -hmm. And so I think... I mean, I'm in seminary and things, so there can be a lot of things I can know about God in my walk with Him. There can be a lot of things that I do in my walk with the Lord, but it's that being. And ultimately, the being comes down to being a child of God. And that should be all-encompassing of... Uh, in, in your walk with the Lord and where you find your your peace, your contentment and joy. And so I think for me, it's really believing and being 100% okay that my full identity is a child of God. And it doesn't come from being a pastor, from being a leader, from being a, a student in seminary, any of those things other than being a child of God. And so... A simple I'm, prayer that Jeremy would yeah. be a child of God, would yeah. live in the reality of he being a child of God. Yeah. That's good. Exactly. It's where I'm at. Okay, final one. Worship the one, verse 21. When you think about eternity with Christ in a new heaven and new earth, how should that fuel your worship in the present? So when you think about eternity with Christ in a new heaven and new earth, how should that fuel your worship in the present? So, um, Joe, you want to give a little context for that? Well, have you ever this? been in those environments where you were worshiping with uh, a whole bunch of people in a room? And I know COVID has restricted us a little bit on this. Yeah. And you just um, 
you see there's so many different people, but you're all worshiping the same person. Mm-hmm. And I think that just ignites my heart to do that more. And to, um, you know, the mark of a mature believer is that they, they worship easily. Mm-hmm. It's not, I've got to have my top 20 songs or I'm not listening or I'm participating, I'm folding my arms and just watching. Or I'm not a music critic when I come in and make all those judgments on people. But I can worship anywhere with the body of believers. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how it's fueled me, is that heaven... We'll have a lot of different genres of music from from throughout human history and probably some heavenly songs that are going to blow us away. And uh, this is just great preparation for that is our posture and our attitude in worship today. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, Joe, can you pray for our community yeah. group leaders? Love to. Father, thank you for our community leaders, the ones who have stayed with us all these weeks. I pray that you'd bless their time. I pray for deep relationships that will Um, be encouraged and strengthened during this time, and I pray for a clarity of eternal life and an eternal perspective that's built off of that. For it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. A couple final announcements. So um, first thing is we have our all-group leader training on May 22nd. It's a Saturday in the morning from 9 to 11. Uh, Bob Clifton is coming in, and he's going to be speaking on uh, on the power of relationships and how to find joy in this season, how to find our joy in Christ, and just a lot of things that I think are going to be really timely for this season uh, that we're in as, as a church and as a country and as a world. So make sure you put that on your calendars to be a part of that. The other thing to be thinking about is what do you do between now and then? And because we believe that we need community 52 weeks a year. So some couple options to think about. We're going to be starting as a church into Second John and then Third John in the next coming weeks. And so our reading plan goes along with that. And so you can continue to go through uh, the Align series and you just won't have the podcast to give you some extra deeper insights, but you can still use that as your guide as your groups meet. Another option would be on Right Now Media. So if you go to our community groups page, there's a link to Right Now Media if you don't know how to get there. And we have selected some key options that your groups can go through. And it's really easy to be able to, to click on it, watch the video. Many of them have um, questions and books that go along with it. So you can check that out as an option. Or the other one is use this nice weather and use as a time to have some more just celebration and enjoy um, barbecuing outside or playing outside. I know our community group, uh, we've been meeting virtual up to this point. And so next Sunday, we're going to meet in person and we have a bunch of little kids. So we're going to meet at a park and just let our kids run around and play and just enjoy some time together. So whatever that next step looks like for you and your group, just be thinking about what that looks like. And then we look forward to seeing you on May 22nd for the leader training. Well, with that, any final comments, Joe, before we wrap hey, up? Just thanks for doing what you're doing. You are the frontline leader in our church, um, shepherding the flock that God has entrusted to you. So thank you for doing that. God bless you. Groups, thank you so much for listening to the Deeper Podcast for these last 13 weeks. Uh, we pray that you continue to lead your groups confidently and continue to deepen your relationship with God, His Word, and people. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you May 22nd. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.